0: what's up movie fans and netflix bingers this is the bros who binge podcast my name is adam schubert and as always i'm joined by lyndon burton lyndon how are you doing man i'm doing really well man I, like i tweeted like i told you off air
1: we are in peak television right now with all the shows going on i mean we uh, not t- yet well in next our next week will be at the climax, like peak, peak, peak television next week will be. But right now we got Watchmen, Titans, It's Always Sunny, My Hero Academia. Next week we got Mandalorian. We got His Dark Materials uh, starting by the time you guys hear this yesterday. There's so much good TV on, TV, or on streaming right now. So I'm excited. Not too, not too many good movies, which we knew after Joker, but a lot of good television shows.
0: Yeah, I think movie-wise, it's pretty much the lull period to Star Wars. I'm, I'm not gonna say that completely because I do think that there are gonna be. Uh, there's we're probably forgetting about them, and because I've already seen Knives Out, I don't consider that to be one. But I do think that that is one for people. Like you know, you do need to go see Knives Out, but it's still got, got a couple weeks. Uh, so I mean, I'll I,
1: definitely check that out.
0: But but for sure, it's pretty much a lull period. Mainly focused on the TV. Once we get Disney Plus and HBO Max, we're all going to be firing on all cylinders. You got everything coming, so there's just a lot.
1: Did I miss something like TV wise? Because I feel like I might have.
0: Oh, I don't know. Um, But HBO is definitely putting out some good content right now. I feel like Netflix. You know, Netflix wise. They're putting out good things, movie movies and TV. So I don't know what they have coming in store for the next couple months, but you know that might be pretty interesting. I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of Christmas stuff, and I'm not interested.
1: No, so. and well, The Irishman pump faked this. I know I told everybody. Well, about that's the time at you the guys, end of the month, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't come out to, on Netflix till the 27th, and even if you wanted to see it in theaters, it wasn't in any theaters near me or you. So shitty, right. shitty, shitty. But we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today when we review. We got titans the latest episode and how my mom i can't wait to hear what you think about that theory i texted you this theory i I have for
0: you guys i think that theory redeems the episode in a sense
1: Mm -hmm. we got the king we'll talk about the latest timothy chalamet movie see we are talking about a movie lo and behold and we gotta talk about Watchmen because episode three was nuts
0: yeah episode three uh, i know it goes back to what I always say about these TV series is like watch the first 3 episodes and if the third episode doesn't have something that makes your jaw drop then it ain't the show for you or yeah. the show ain't going to make it because yeah. like that had a lot of moments where I was like whoa that's yeah, like, crazy
1: like what the hell is
0: going on but I don't want to get I don't want to get too far into it oh we'll wait yeah we will wait but uh, whenever you're ready brother we got a lot to get into Yeah, so let's go ahead and get into the news without any further delay, so let's go. Uh, First off, I think we need to take a moment of silence to remember John Witherspoon. Definitely stinks to lose him, and, you know, of course, we've speculated on Bros Who Think earlier about, you know, what's going to happen with the boondocks now, so... It's definitely tough to lose out on a guy as special as John Witherspoon, whether, you know, from the Boondocks or Friday or anything else. So let's go ahead and take a moment of silence for him. Uh, So moving into our movie news, I have a little bit of solemn Star Wars news as De- Dave Benioff and Weiss pull out of developing their Star Wars movies. So what is next for Star Wars? That's the question.
1: Before I ask you, before I answer the what is next, I want to pose this for when I answer your question for you to answer mine. Is this a, a negative on Star Like, I feel like Star Wars right now kind of felt like DC when all that shit was going on, where Ben Affleck was done, Zack Snyder just made a crappy Justice League movie, and I just feel like Star Wars is at that point, director after director comes out, and then Benny weiss they have this big story from Hollywood Reporter and Variety made about him that it's not the director's fault, it's Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars, and people are speculating that's why they picked Feige. What's next for Star Wars, in my opinion, is whatever Feige's doing. Like, it's Feige and it's Mandalorian TV stuff, but I don't necessarily, I don't think Kathleen, I think Kathleen Kennedy might be getting pushed out slowly. Like, slowly. Because she hasn't been successful.
0: For sure, yeah. If you want to equate this in any sort of way to, like, the sports world, it's like the Cleveland Browns. You know, the Cleveland Browns, have terrible management and so how can you blame you know the people that they put in to certain roles whether it be baker mayfield or the coaches that they've had they've gone through like three didn't even give barely even give them a season and how can you you know why would you want to be a part of that organization where you're going to be placed the most blame for all of the mistakes so, like, you know, a lot of people are going after Freddie Kitchens, for instance, now. He may be a lot of those mistakes. I'm, this isn't a sports podcast, so I'm not talking about that. But let's say that <laughs> that's not the main concern and you're, you know, a, a coach that's doing your thing and that you're just not given the tools from upper management to, to succeed, then you're going to fail. And then they're not going to be the ones that get the blame. You're going to get all the blame. This is not the first time that Star Wars has lost out on directors. No, they lost out on Lord and Miller during Solo. C- creative differences.
1: Colin Trevorrow.
0: People, look, Colin Trevorrow, who's supposed to do this Star Wars movie. A lot of people forget that Gareth Edwards was yes. forced out at the end of Rogue One during the res- reshoots.
1: And Tony Gilroy just shot everything. And they keep sticking with the people that they that Kathleen Kennedy knows. The old ma- like it's ridiculous.
0: Yes, and so you can also think of these movie. Conglomerates as kingdoms, uh, since we're yeah. going to talk about the king. You know, the, a lot of them stick to those people that they can trust, and yeah, so I mean, that's look at one, Nolan.
1: Look at I mean, we see it with Nolan Tarantino the the actors they pick.
0: But then with those people that they maybe seemingly don't trust, they don't include them in the loop well enough for them to succeed. Yeah, so true, true. It, and but and then they throw him to the hounds. It's like okay, we, well, I mean, I guess for the case of Ron Johnson, they did say that they would give him another trilogy, but I mean, you know, he's not going to do that.
1: Yeah, he he right. just commented that uh, he doesn't. He'll see when it happens. Like he doesn't know when it's going to happen at this point. Well, I might get pushed up now. <laughs> so true, it might or knows? it might be done. Look, man, if you're a Star Wars fan, all you need to worry about is you got the Mandalorian, you got Dave Filoni taking care of you on the TVN, and once once old Feige Disney's. Disney's rising star, Disney's, di- no, not, not even rising star, Disney's all star right now. I mean, he feels like Jordan after he won two, three championships. Let him go, let him take a year off and then come back, work with star Wars and let's see how he does. And, and let's see how he does. Hopefully he doesn't have a barons type situation. Hopefully he, he wins, you know, but that's but what I also,
0: I also think this is a positive thing for star Wars in a sense where maybe I don't, I'm not really clamoring for another trilogy, I think that would be nice to have like, some movies here and there. But a lot of that is what we're seeing is going into the TV space. So maybe this is a Star Wars saying, okay, well, maybe you know, we're not going to focus too much on spitting out these movies because it seems you- like you're really interested in good TV content. And you know, they have Mandalorian coming out next week, casting Andor to, per- to put into production, and also the limited Obi-Wan series that yeah, they've true. said they're going to do. So that's a lot of stuff to be working on. And, and also I mean, trying like, to mix in a trilogy, it, it might be it might just be too soon for that
1: if whatever Benny Weiss was doing was Old Republic I mean, I know I would love to see an Old Republic movie trilogy, but can I like if I'm being honest right now, the way television is doing things, a good Star Wars like where we follow actual Jedi in a television show, that would be nuts, man, and Disney plus you can spend the money the type of money that that needs to be spun so I I mean, it, on give or head take one thing. Like, Star Wars in the theater means something special to me. And it's, like, something that you experience only with Star Wars because it gives you that certain vibe, that certain genre ne sais quoi. But the other side, because I'm loving everything television is doing right now, it's like, damn, I really would like to see more Star Wars televisions than necessarily movies. But who knows if Feige can pull it together. Because I always said Star Wars needs to be
0: like Marvel. I always said that. Like, I don't get yeah, well, sure, why it's not. But I think, like, in a different... Different way of being Marvel. I think what Star Wars could do and it'd be like pro- one of the first franchises really to do this in the modern era to have TV show development that carries into the feature film.
1: Well, shit, Marvel's about to beat them to the punch, but I
0: think that would work perfectly. But I'm saying, like, you know, that's how they build that new trilogy is uh, like, we're going to
1: television. We're going to build up.
0: Uh, we're going to build up. You know, maybe from a, a, vo- a different series in general series plural like you know maybe it's like something going on that they do later on but also has to do with you could possibly see the mandalorian and because the mandalorian is a a costume you know you can seemingly put anyone in there at any time period in the future and make that work so we could see like mandalorian meet this in a feature film like I think that the way that we're going with content and these conglomerates now is that we can get really connective. And so let's really see it get connective. But I really think that and I'm going to make this point later on with the different franchises that you know, zeroing in on some of the TV stuff can really be beneficial and kind of change the way that you're portrayed going forward in this franchise war. Like not everyone can be the MCU, you know?
1: Yeah. You got to no, do your whatever. own way. And, I, and look, when I say Star Wars could be the, I'm not saying like, because the MCU is a bunch of comic books that, that there's, there's millions and millions and millions, like of history to go off of for you to adapt. Star Wars is something that came from George Lucas. Yes, there are some comics now, but I know you have legends, but for Star Wars, you have to make original stuff. And when I say do the Marvel type deal, I'm saying like, okay, we'll, we'll go to the old Republic. Let's do three movies or television shows, whatever. Then let's bring some characters from there, expand on them more in a TV series. Let's, uh, like, the same, kind of, kind of what you're saying, Schubert, but just, like, maybe start in a movie or TV, whichever you prefer, and keep that contained universe where you see these characters popping in and out of, of shows and, and television, because it, the only way Star Wars can move forward, we have to get away from this time period. We have to. They're like, it's, 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 it's enough. The time period where, from Clone Wars... To the end of this trilogy, the Skywalker saga. We gotta get the fuck away from here.
0: Hey, that's facts. Yeah, like,
1: I mean like we, the, the time, time periods that to, we need to
0: get into are these Mandalorian time periods. Um, you know,
1: but I'm talking about for new stuff, like totally new stuff that, that I, I want to see old. I want to see old Republic stuff or Jedi stuff. And you can't give me like you can give me Jedi stuff maybe after. And the it, really
0: interesting thing about doing that is that it completely changes the whole spectrum of the, the entire uh, universe because yeah, really like does. being that so much far in the future and the, and already seeing how much of a difference they make the, you know, the original trilogy up to now's technology seem different than the technology from the older eras. You know, there's, it's going to be vastly different. So it's not like you need someone that really knows the star Wars story. You just get someone that you know. Give them the general layout of the knowledge and tell them, "Hey, build this world."
1: Yeah, pretty much. And then, like, have Lucas and Faloni help out. Like, that would be that's something that, or maybe not even Lucas. Just have Faloni help out with some of the, like the ins and outs. Well, I of the think the Filoni
0: stuff. is the one who's going to get groomed for that Kathleen Kennedy role.
1: That's who should get groomed for it. Yeah,
0: but that—that's all I really got on on this, Shuby. All right. Well, another thing that I was really excited to talk about this week. Is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is going to be getting a sequel, and it's coming April 2022. What would you like to see in that sequel, Lennon?
1: Um, I mean, is I, it... I
0: th- Well, I think you know the interesting thing that we don't know about is we don't know if this is a Into the Spider-Verse sequel yeah. or if this is a Miles Morales sequel. That's so, kind of like, that's kind of my question. I think as. It would be a crime if they didn't put him and at least Haley Steinfeld's character Spider Gwen together. So I think that maybe it's going to be something joint with them where they're crossing those two multiverses. But maybe it's like more of instead of the multiverse comes to Miles Morales' you know universe, them hopping. Oh, hopping multiverses. That's cool yeah. too. So but it no, gives I'm... you an opportunity to revisit you know Spider Pig and. I, and and you know other people that we saw there, and also see other variations and expand on that idea of the into the Spider Verse.
1: I want to see Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. That's who I want to see.
0: I think that would be a really solid character to be like the third main the goofy, person, the, the goofy character. Like instead of having Peter Parker come back, because I think we they need to evolve out of Peter Parker.
1: Just like you that's know, let it that's be. just you. That's just Bless you, me. right.
0: Because I well, heard they me. might but bring I mean, in, like, live action.
1: Like, like I saw, like, pictures of, like, people doing theories of the different, like, because in the the, the,
0: the well, that, GIF. That would be fine if we're talking about cameos and stuff. But I'm saying, like, as, like, the core three components, like, what I'd want to push this is do Miguel and Spider-Gwen and Miles. I'm cool with that. I, I don't and, mind that. And push those as, like, your three heroes. And, I mean, Peter can be in it. But I mean I just It's just don't... the
1: way you said it, it sounded like you know, like, yo, we gotta get rid of this Peter nigga. And I know how you feel about the whole Spider-Man franchise and the the reason why you love that so much was because you're like, yo, I'm I'm tired of Peter, but you can't just get rid of Peter.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. But I mean like I having i I don't think they need him to be a headliner to carry the, the movie anymore.
1: Oh yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah.
0: Um but when it comes to other things that I think you could see in the Spider-Verse movie, that's uh, really what I said is my main idea with this. There's not really any villain, I think, to incorporate because I think that it could be multiple ones and even ones that they could create because it could be a, a different multiverse and may, may not be a real thing. It's just something that is seen in, in an off one-off comic or, I don't know, maybe find way to... Well, I, I guess they also have to just use what they have like they can't use yeah they gotta just Mysterio. use spider, but,
1: well, maybe I don't know They, I don't know how far that goes but I know they can only use spider characters so you can see a bunch of gender in, not spider in, in, characters but I mean like you
0: know between them and Disney
1: mm, well yeah no they they own the rights the only reason why Disney was able to use Mysterio is because they let him
0: mm.
1: alright so they can use any of the spider characters that's not the, the issue so I'm, I'm well, sure Mysterio
0: might be a good one to put in there
1: he would be. He'd be solid. I want to see Craven. I want to see Craven, the Hunter. But I'm I, probably I, better. I feel like they're probably saving him for the the Marvel Spider Man. But I mean, 2022. That's some time away. So you know, we got, okay. we got we got we got a couple years to go before we get there. But next up, we got. And you were asking what's Netflix's move when it comes to this TV stuff. Here it is, The Witcher. They dropped their teaser trade. Well, they, not the teaser trailer. They dropped the full length trailer, and The Witcher comes out, I believe, December twenty seventh.
0: Yo, what did this you think of the?
1: Wi- yeah, I liked it.
0: It was seriously dope. Um, I I saw the only thing that they mentioned, they didn't even mention that it was a video game. They mentioned that it was based off the book, so I'm guessing that's going to be where the story falls into. Oh, well, it. the video
1: game's based off the book too. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know enough about any of it to speculate on any of that. But from what I can see as a person who is interested in good TV content, was it just looked really great. You know, Henry Cavill looks really strong, promising in this role. Uh, um, You know, after watching The King, I kind of got already... Loving the idea of having these sword wielding badass scenes. Like a lot of the scenes that, that, that were shot of him swinging a sword around were almost Kingsman esque in, in a sense. I don't know if you know the one that I'm talking about. It's almost like in a mess hall, but it's like very fluid, almost like your, your anime fight scenes that are what do you call what, the, what are the ones that the fight scenes that look better in anime?
1: Oh, you talking about the hand
0: drawns The hand drawns. I mean, there's some some shots that make it look like that fluid as it's almost like a hand drawn thing. Like it's just really, really nice looking for these fight scenes. And I think that maybe they're gonna be doing some things that we haven't seen before. I don't know. Yeah, no, but I, I think it looks look really good, great. Man.
1: Yeah. It 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 definitely did. I'm excited to see the monsters. Like they didn't show too many of those because I mean the it, he's a he's a monster hunter. So and I know he has the whole story of the princess and everything that the girl he's trying to protect and all that. That's like the the main storyline. But throughout all of that, he's hunting monsters. So I want to see how the CGI looks. Are they gonna have dragons? How how deep into the Witcher storyline are they gonna go? So I'm I'm super excited to see that. Henry Cavill looked good, man. So. I'm excited for this. This will be something that, uh, along with the, the shows I mentioned, this one falls into that category. We'll finish out the year with The Witcher. Peak television right now. Super, super excited for that. Uh, you had on here the Hunter teaser. I don't know what that is, so you can, uh, you know, just talk about it real quick.
0: Well, see, I was hoping you would watch it because, like I said in the notes, it was literally 15 seconds.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then we'll we'll, we'll move on then. No, no worries. Yeah.
0: yeah well, wait, uh... I, it's something that's coming on... I don't, I don't really remember too much about it as, at the moment right now, but it's coming to Amazon. It's got Al Pacino in it.
1: Uh, oh, wait. I did see that. Okay, wait. No, I know what that is. That is, he is apparently uh, someone, in, a, a Jewish man in New York City in like the late 70s, maybe early 80s. And basically their job is to hunt down Nazi remnants inside of the city. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So I'm, that looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie.
0: That's why I put it in there, because I thought it looked pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, no, and so. I read, I read. okay, so that's what that is. Well, then I did see that. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that, too. Al Pacino doing a streaming series? Sign me up. Let's go, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, that looks super interesting, and, you know, having Al Pacino on Amazon, like, crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Next up, from the world of DC, shout out to Daniel. He he was letting people know this, this bomb was coming. I remember Umberto said, tweeted, he was like, yo... I thought this was a rumor. I didn't know this shit was real. And then it turns out this is real. A Green Lantern TV show is in the works for HBO Max, uh, along with an adaptation of the DC uh, Comics title Strange Adventures, which covers Adam Strange. We'll see something similar to that when Tom King drops his new comic, uh, Adam Strange and Strange Adventures. So it'll take place from that. But both series are coming from Greg Belanti to HBO Max. Uh, Greg Berlanti is the same dude who produces Titans, Doom Patrol, uh, all the CW stuff. So Elizabeth Banks is also producing a new series called DC Superhero High. Uh, A Green Lantern was planned to be part of the unofficial title DC Universe with Green Lantern Corps announced in 2014. However, that film is no longer part of the Warner Brothers current slate. You asked, does DC need to focus their properties in the TV space or the movie space? Look, that's an interesting question because... What we've gotten from Titans, Watchmen, Outdoor Watchmen in this, um, Doom Patrol, that has worked. The CW stuff hasn't worked. But if they're going to be on HBO, I've always stated that a Batman series on HBO would be great. I've always stated that a Question series on HBO show would be great. Like, And the same thing with that I said for Star Wars, I'll say for DC, because I love watching Batman in the theaters. So it's a little bit of give and take for me where... I think if some stuff can be well in TV and some stuff could be movie universe. And I really wish they would do interchangeable how you said with Star Wars, because I think that would work really dope for them.
0: Yeah, see, like that's why I, I, I was mentioning when we were talking about Star Wars that I wanted that I thought a different franchise also needed to kind of adopt this model as DC. Like I feel like with the lack of success they had in creating continuity in that movie in that movie slate, you know, they, ha- and they rolled out the red carpet to, you know, said green lantern. And they said, flashpoint, we're going to do birds of prey. We're going to maybe do Gotham city sirens. You know, they they promised all these things and they, they never came through with it. Why don't you adapt them into the streaming service slate? Because like, that's, that's probably one of the best mediums right now for reaching out to your audience. Like the the people who want to see what you are putting out on these streaming services are going to find it because it's easier to find and, and in some ways cheaper for them than to go to the movies or to uh, get it on DVD. So so I mean I, I think that bringing Green Lantern and establishing that in, in this TV show instead of a movie is a a good direction to move towards as you're figuring out what you want to do next to the movies is you can begin to create your character there maybe create their popularity and then Uh, if it works you bring them into the movie exactly look this is big and and, and, and that's and that's why like you know the people that we follow in some of the hollywood um podcaster space i'm like do not put as much as I like Mike Kalanazaki as a person, he oh, needs to be Hal Jordan. <laughs> I was like, I, was, I I keep seeing people pu- pushing that on uh, Twitter, and I'm just like, yo, like we need to get someone serious for this. Like, this is not need to. Be, this is not the kitschy CW show.
1: Well, I, w- I wasn't gonna say it like that, but I was about to say the same damn thing. Like, look, this show could be great. I know HBO Max stated themselves they're about to put a hundred plus million into this. So they're going to give it the HBO treatment. And if you're going to give it the HBO treatment, you got to take it serious. Like this has to be this can't be CW Green Lantern where they're in the ship the whole time and we we skimp out on the budget. If you're going to do and that's why I think this is bold because if you're going to do see Adam Strange can work cuz he's just in space and you could do you can do all kind of different stuff. But Green Lantern, for me to believe it, those damn constructs better look goddamn good. And I'm not sure. talking titans beast boys and a face that we're gonna talk about a little later in the show <laughs> like i'm not talking about that shit i'm talking this has to be game of thrones falcon winter soldier uh freaking mandalorian levels cg it has to be good and if it works this could be a smash for hbo max like this could be huge
0: yeah this, this
1: guaranteed me buying it i can say that
0: sure and I think that this was the direction that we saw that they were going to take. And talking about casting again, you know, I know none of those people in Titans can ever make it into our movie space because of, you know, who they already have in their universe. But I could see uh, Brendan Thwaites. Yeah, I was going to say, I like Brendan Thwaites. Jumping into a, a role as a Nightwing in a movie like, and, and have that be seamless Like, it's not, you know, you don't get a TV actor for this show. You get a movie actor. Maybe not someone that's, you know, Al Pacino. But you get someone that could transition.
1: I'm with you on that because, like, I think out of, okay, so I don't think the DC Universe shows will transition at all. I think they're going to be their own thing. And this will either be in that, or this won't be, depending on how popular it is. And if if it's really popular, because HBO also said that DC is going to be developing movies for them as well. Yeah. Shit, bro. Like, I could see if this Green Lantern show works, and if Robert Pattinson's Batman kicks hits high gear, who's to say those things aren't in the same universe? Yeah. Like, I, I could just see it working out that way. And either way, DC right now is on the up and up, and I'm I'm loving everything they've been doing. My question is, does DC Universe just become HBO Max?
0: I think it probably will. uh, uh, At some point, it will. Um, Another thing to think about is some of these movies that we're getting right now. And what do they do with those characters afterwards? You know, who's to say we don't get uh, a villain-led cheetah story on some kind of show on HBO Max or have her be incorporated in in some sort of way? Just to be able to keep using Kristen Wig in that role. No, uh, I can see it. Also with Birds of Prey, like what are we gonna do with Huntress after this? What are we gonna do uh Black Canary? With Black Canary after this. I mean this?
1: shit. I know we just made green I know Arrow just ended, but goddamn. Huh. I could see it. I could see it happening with this new Black Canary.
0: See? Yeah. So I think you could definitely Take it in a totally different direction on here, and I think that they're really changing from the CW, and we can go ahead and just mention that story right now. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's the only do... thing that,
1: that I hate about the Berlanti universe because, like, the CW shit is garbage. Like, it really, yeah, like, so... like, look, I'm, I'm not gonna even sugarcoat it. It is bad. Like, I do, like, I know they've done some great stuff. They're about to do Crisis on Infinite earth and all that shit, but the C I don't know if you saw the CGI that was going around for the latest Supergirl episode. Bro, it looked like a video game from like 2012. Like, it looked terrible. Well, I mean, sh- have you seen some bad. of the Legend stuff? Yeah, no, I've seen the Legend shit. Yeah. You know, that it's just bad, man. And I don't, I'm not. DC should needs to stop just giving their IP out for random shit. Like, I know y'all want to appeal to the masses and see in the CW verse is very popular, but. What you guys have done on DC Universe needs to be the mainstay of you all stuff. It should not be the CW Universe. There should not be a Superman and Lois show on CW. There should not be that. It should, if it should be a Superman and Lois show, put it on fucking DC Universe and do it the real way. Like, I'm, I'm I'm, done with it. I'm just done with it, and I'm not supporting it anymore because there's great DC content that people aren't talking about because not enough people watch it, and that's what they need to watch.
0: Yeah, so like Glennon said, there's going to be this... Uh, Superman and Lois show that's coming to the CWDC universe.
1: Gross!
0: It's going to star Supergirl's Tyler Ho- Ho- Hodglin and Elizabeth Tulloch. And they're going to play the iconic couple. And it's it revolves around the world's most famous superhero and the comic book's most famous journalist as they deal with all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society.
1: So they're going to have John. This is going to be a family show. Like... I'm not watching like, this shit. I'm not.
0: It's just ridiculous.
1: Like, this is this is Flash, but with... Because uh, you remember how... Well, it's
0: Supergirl. Like? I mean, it's, it's what it is. I mean, it's the same show.
1: Well, I know. I'm saying it's Flash, because, look, Iris was supposed to be a journalist, and it was her and Barry's relationship, and the only thing that they... They stopped Barry and Iris from having a kid, except the only thing they're doing is giving Superman a kid. Like, well,
0: in a way, they did give them a kid, and it was weird.
1: Oh, man. I'm, I'm just done. Like, like, like it's garbage like and don't even get me started on the on the trash that is batwoman
0: yeah i didn't even watch any of that i don't even want to get into it
1: no no but next up from hbo max we have the game of thrones prequel pilot starring naomi watts has not gone to series however that hbo did announce that uh a new uh a new project was coming to hbo max The stories of the previous Targaryen kings like Aegon the Conqueror, the first uh, all just basically the story of the Targaryens that was announced for HBO Max and it's coming. So it'll be yeah. the
0: more direct ancestors to Jon Snow and Daenerys based off Fire and Blood, the Fire and Blood book.
1: Word. So So, I'm
0: excited for that. Sorry, Naomi Watts. Yeah, it sucks for that. Game of Thrones prequel. I think that was the one that it really had a larger cast list. So I mean, that was one that they had really been working, working on for a while. So, but now they're going to push forward this one, which is way closer to the timeline that we know in Game of Thrones, which is a little concerning. Um, I, I don't. I think I'm done with Game of Thrones now. I, there's so many other things going on, and seeing like what The Witcher's doing, I feel like The Witcher can kind of supplant that, or you know, supplement that for me. And I think what HBO is doing right now, anyway, with Watchmen, and I don't know what his Dark Materials has in store for us, but I assume it's going to be just as good. So I think think this could be cool,
1: though. I'm not getting it. I mean, it it could
0: be cool, but it's it's one of those things like with Star Wars. Oh, well, you know, does this doing this mess up this? Where like that other Game of Thrones prequel was so far behind and didn't have anything to do with our heroes. Yeah. I thought this
1: one was 500 years before.
0: No, this is not the one. This is not that one. This is the one that's like could end with Baby Danny.
1: Hold on, I'm about to I'm about to tell you. Hold on. I'm about to I'm pulling this up right now. Let's see. Uh tsh-tsh-tsh. okay, so let me see. Let me let me see. Let me see how many years this is set in the future. Cuz I I thought it was like I I knew it wasn't the one that you were talking about like the the 1000 years one. This yeah. is, okay, so this is 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So it's not, that's not, that's kind of far enough ahead of time, you know, before Danny.
0: Yeah, depending on, you know, the pace of you go per season.
1: Yeah, so I'm we got 300 years of separation. That's why I'm not as upset about it and in, like, we could we could do it. Yeah, it's based on the fire and blood thing, like you said, three hundred years before Game of Thrones of Dra- uh, uh Game of Thrones, where dragons ruled Westeros. So cool, cool. I'm look, man. I'm down to see the Targaryens. I'm down to see maybe some Lannisters getting their ass whooped. We might instead of in this time we might pull for the Lannisters. Who knows? I'm a there's there's certain things that I could see them doing that I'd be interested in, but. You do have a point where it's like, yo, if y'all do something wrong, it will affect, like,
0: there can't be any mentions of white walkers or any of that shit. Or, or is there? I mean, because be didn't they have an appearance around that time? I don't know. I don't know all the facts for Game of Thrones. Those are for the Game hey, of I'm Thrones.
1: Yeah, I'm not the biggest Game of Thrones guy where I read
0: the books and know all that stuff. But
1: you know what? If they're going to give me some good content, I'll check it out. I'll peep game. Uh, no, yeah, that's um, all I got on that.
0: So the next story I have is Comedy Central has ordered two web series to be adapted into linear TV shows. The first is Bobby Moynihan's Lofi, which hails, uh, from, um, propagates content's Big Breakfast, uh, which I think that has to do with some of the Saturday Night Live people. And it's an animated comedy about a weed-dealing manatee that runs a drug empire from his um, cage in the Central Park Zoo.
1: <laughs> that that sounds pretty funny. I'll definitely check that out. <laughs> yeah, and then the
0: next one is called Blark and Son. It's a comedy about a single dad and his internet addicted son. That's really that's all I had on that, but I'm sure it's a lot funnier than just that one little sentence.
1: Oh well, good on them. Oh wait, I knew I had some more HBO Max stuff. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of Adult Swim and all that in Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim partnered with uh, partnered with HBO Max. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, okay, so... Oh, we knew
0: that was coming because they already said they were going to do Boondocks, HBO Max did.
1: Yeah, and you'll be able to stream Rick and Morty on HBO Max. You'll be able to stream all the Adult Swim stuff, and then South Park is also coming to HBO Max. It's going to be the official streaming site, and you won't be able to stream South Park anywhere else. Hold on. And there's, like, some new Cartoon Network, like, cartoons that uh they announced on HBO Max. I'm trying to... put. Okay, so you're going to have... Forty years of DC seen, uh, Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim, all of Studio Ghibli's movies. Oh, they partnered with Crunchyroll and Rooster Teeth, so they're getting in the anime streaming wars. They're gonna bring new Looney Tunes shorts, like a new show called Jellystone. Like, nah, they're, they're uh, HBO Max has a lot of new stuff coming. So they're out.
0: bringing back Yogi Bear. That's
1: what that apparently <laughs> in the <Okay>. Hanna Barbera <laughs> stuff. So we shall see, man. But I'm excited yeah. for the anime stuff because. Maybe now I'll get rid of, you know, and just have HBO Max. They're bringing it to the mainstream. Anime's growing, so good good on that. But I knew there was some other HBO Max stuff I wanted to mention before we got to the next topic. But next up, Marvel's coming forward with the third installment of Ant-Man. Peyton Reed has closed the deal to return his director. Paul Rudd will be back. Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas are also expected to reprise their roles. Excuse me. Release dates haven't been confirmed, but sources say the movie produced by Kevin Feige will shoot at the end of 2020 for a likely release in 2022. I have a theory that this may be one of the cogs to bring forth new Avengers because at this time, Paul Rudd's daughter should be the girl we saw at the end of Endgame. And she's also a hero, so it would be very smart of them, along with the Hawkeye series, to use both of those things to propel us to New Avengers.
0: Yeah, who doesn't love Ant-Man? Like, I think Ant-Man is the one superhero that no one has had a bad moment with. You could say Ant-Man and the Wasp, but if you watch Ant-Man and the Wasp again, there are some moments in there where you're like, Oh, well, I mean, I like Ant-Man, but a lot of this other stuff they're trying to sell me on is a bunch of trash. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Look, I'm never so, going to complain about an Ant-Man movie. I'll definitely enjoy it.
0: And I think, you know, what Scott went through in Endgame with Cassie being, you know, five years older now and probably even more, even older by the time this movie comes out in 2022, maybe. I mean, it's, we don't even know. Like, it could be even farther back than that. Uh, so it could, like what you're saying, Karee start spawning that new Avengers group. I don't know if they'll keep the actresses. They don't have to. So... Uh, but either
1: way, I mean it works. It, it it just gives them something to do to get ready for yeah. that, that next phase. We were always asking, sure. like, how does that next phase come about? There's we see them maybe starting to, you know, lay this lay the groundwork. I feel like
0: Ant Man at this point really is more of a setup character anyway. What Ant Man the Wasp really was was just for they you to understand. Well, and for, to introduce. Wasp to give us an idea of what the converse is and to tell us where Scott was during this
1: yeah, true no, so like that right. was,
0: that was the purpose of A man and the Wasp, and usually an A man movie kind of ha- serves a different purpose, like even the first A man movie kind of gave us a perspective on what the Avengers were doing at the time, like when he went and after the the and stole from the Avengers and we saw Falcon. So yeah, I mean yeah. he's always kind of had like his hand in the Avengers you know with his appearance in Civil War 2 and Paul Rudd is always just kind of like you know the comedic the comedic guy and this is going to be a funny movie and I hope that they bring back not only the the actors they mentioned but also um, his boys TI and um, <laughs> Dash Malkian and um and Pena.
1: Yeah Pena. That'd be nice, man. That'd be good to see for the uh, Ant-Man story. That's something I'd be interested in. But that's all I got really on that. Good for good for uh, Paul Rudd getting another go at it at Scott Lang. All
0: right. So everyone loved Lady Gaga and A Star is Born, apparently. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Will, Will, uh, and she's going to star in a movie about the Gucci fashion family dynasty and the murder of the grandson and founder, Guccio Gucci. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, the grandson of the founder. Uh, Ridley Scott is directing the film. Gaga will portray Patrizia Reggiani, the ex-wife of Maurizio Gucci. She had been abandoned after 12 years of marriage by Maurizio Gucci in 1985 for a younger woman. Reggiani was tried and convicted of orchestrating her ex-husband's assassination on the steps of his office in Italy in 1995. She gained the nickname the Black Widow during the trial and served 18 years before being released from prison in 2016. So, you know, I thought that that sounded really interesting. And then I don't really know how I would gauge Lady Gaga as like a man. Do I want to like see her performance in a movie like this yet? Cause I, we stars born really was like her first feature movie. Um, but I saw a picture when I pulled this article up, of her and the lady that she's betraying, and they look exactly alike. Real? So it's just one of those things where she just may have been made for the role.
1: Well, that's what's up. Go, Lady Gaga, and you know me—I'm always down to see some crime stuff. So, I'll give this—I'll give this a look. See.
0: Sure. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting.
1: Word. Well, next up we got. Cameras are rolling on Damper, the live action adaptation of the popular independent comic franchise created by Mario Bocelli and Maurizio Colombo. Wade Briggs will play Harlan the Damper in the 12 million act 12 million dollar action fantasy thriller, which is being helmed by Ricardo Camelio. Stuart Martin has signed on to play Emil Kurjak and Frida Gustafsson has uh plays Tesla. The cast also includes David Morisi. From Good Omens as Gorka, Sebastian Croft as Yuri, and Luke Roberts as Draka. It will be based on the first two comics in the Damper series, which run 300 issues, set in the Balkan Wars of early 1990s. It follows Harlan, who is haunted by the nightmares as he wanders the countryside, making money, pretending to be a damper, half-human, half-vampire, ridding villages of what residents believe are evil monsters when summoned by soldiers who are under attack by real vampires. Harkin finds out the truth. He is a real damper. They're uh, And they're hoping to spawn the Mario Baselli Cinematic Universe. This could be interesting. I don't know much about this comic, but that sounds pretty cool. Sounds like Blade. Yeah, it kind of does. I don't
0: know. I don't um, I, really, I don't
1: I don't really know. know
0: if this is what like I'm clamoring for at the moment. You know, I just need to see a trailer,
1: you know, see some pictures. Maybe I mean, it could be comic. really cool. It could be, man. We've been seeing a lot of these independent comics kill, and I've said it, that that's the wave of the future for the... Uh, for comic book movies is you got to go down the independent route. I'm still waiting on DC and Valiant to give me 100 bullets. HBO Max, if you're listening to this, I swear to God, it would be the best thing for you guys to do is to give us 100 bullets, uh, uh, a short, like, what's, what, what's those series that HBO does? It's not it's not like a full eight-season type deal. It's like what? It's, it's like a
0: mini-series, limited yes!
1: series. limp give us a three-season limited series on 100 bullets, it would be the best thing y'all have ever done. Like, my God, Brian Edward Hill. Pitch that to him. You know they would, uh, but I I don't know if you can pitch that to Well, I mean, if you write the treatment, you can based on that stuff, but nonetheless, I'm I'm getting too far in the weeds. HBO, do that because that shit would be amazing. The final thing we have is Warner Brothers, The Little Things, a crime thriller starring Denzel Washington as cast actor John Harlan Kim, John Lee Hancock, Is writing and directing the film, which also stars Robbie Rami Malik and Jared Leto. The little things follows uh, a burnout Kern County, California department sheriff named Deke, who is uh, who Denzel plays. He teams up with Baxter, a crack LA detective, Malik to reel in a wily serial killer who I'm assuming is Leto. Deke's nose for little things. Proves eerily accurate, but his willingness to circumvent the rules embroils Baxter into a shoal-sattering decision. Meanwhile, Deke must wrestle with a dark secret from his past. Kim will portray a rookie cop while Leto will portray the
0: serial killer on the loose. <laughs> the film is currently in production. Yo, this sounds great. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Lots of really great names in it. Um, and who doesn't trust a guy named John Hancock to write a film?
1: And who doesn't trust uh, Denzel Washington to play a dirty cop with... with- Rami Malik in the Ethan Hunt... I mean, the Ethan Hawke role.
0: True. True. And Jared um, Leto
1: gets to stay being crazy, being a serial killer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm excited for this, man. Hopefully, Denzel kills it like he always does.
0: Yeah. I'm also excited to see um, what what Kim can do. Um, that was the one... Thing that was missing from this because that he's the one who's supposed to be the rookie cop. I don't think Malik's the rookie cop.
1: Well, Malik's his partner.
0: Well, what's Denzel?
1: Oh wait, no, no, no. Malik's a, uh, he teams up with Baxter, a crack L.A. detective. So gotcha. yeah, so he's a LSA, L.A.S.D. detective, and and uh, Denzel's a Kern County Department sheriff, and I'm guessing Kim is the rookie cop on gotcha. the squad. Okay, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's working with Malik but Kim's the rookie cop on, on rookie cop on his force.
0: Yeah. So that, I mean, that sounds really, gr- really great. We just like, you always say, we got to see a trailer.
1: 100%. But that's all we got for the news this week, Schubert.
0: Yeah. So going into the box office really fast. Um, number five was the Adams family. Number four was Harriet. Uh, number three, as of yesterday is the Joker. And um, number two is Maleficent. Number one is Terminator. But, from what I've been hearing all all day today, that the Terminator did not get the numbers they wanted.
1: No, it it like I think it under like it it underperformed. It was supposed to. It didn't. It was supposed to get like a hundred and fifty million, or like that's how much it's in the hole. Some, something along those lines of Terminator Dark Fate is like. Let me see. I'll t- I'll tell you real quick. Let me let me see. It's uh oh yeah. Faces a hundred and twenty million dollar loss. Really. Yeah cuz it only debuted over the weekend for 29 million, which is bad.
0: Ugh, oh my god.
1: Yeah, so in in China, it it are, it, are, it only has a it already well, has a I mean, global like, total. Really what,
0: really really where was the demand for this?
1: And I mean, that's, that's my something...
0: thing. Okay, go ahead.
1: No, cuz I was okay, so I was telling uh Josh my co-host at 1079 the radio station. I was like, "Look, man, with Halloween, we understood that John Carpenter did not like any of those other movies after two. He didn't work on them. He didn't okay them. He was like, "They're just making them." And we understood those were slasher films, so it made sense when John Carpenter wanted to come back with, um, come back with my boy. I'm forgetting uh, Danny McBride and just uh, Jordan uh, Gordon Smith. I'm forgetting his for Halloween. Yeah, for Halloween, it made sense that they would come back and redo it because Carpenter didn't okay all the other ones. We understood that the other ones were just joke slasher movies. And now if we're going to get highbrow stuff, all right, we can take this seriously. Let's see what Carpenter can do. But with Terminator, because James Cameron wanted to make a, mu- a, a, a nickel and dime off of all these shitty-ass movies and just put his name on anything, he okayed it. They made those things, and everybody was like, oh, well, James Cameron's still in it. It should be good. And we got fooled after time, after time, after time. And I and I and feel the person I feel bad the most about for this is Tim Miller, because this is what he put his neck on the chopping block to do after he got sure, screwed yeah. over with Deadpool and I bet this is a good movie I even hear from critics it's a good movie it's Rotten Tomato score isn't low but it's people aren't clamoring for this because why should we care about Terminator after after Jenny Smith or Genesis why should we care about that when James Cameron has been producing all these shitty movies and just because he's producing this one
0: you should give it a shot no bro I'm not it was like what happened with Transformers yeah just because Travis Knight's coming and this movie that he's putting out Bumblebee it's going to be good, and it was good. It was, but people, Pe- see people aren't going to go out and watch it because they've had to deal with the stinkers for that, the years and years. People were like, oh, well, you know, it's, it brings back the magic from the first one. And it's like, oh, well, now this is more crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if, you, if you force-feed crap to enough people too many times, when you tell them that this thing's coming out and it's going to be good, another time you're going to be like, well, all the other times that you've, you've tried to spoon-feed me that, it's tasted like crap. So I just don't know if this is going to be the same outcome. Like it's, I I don't I'm not interested in seeing Terminator post the the past Sarah Connor because it's never worked, not once. Maybe it's going to work, but I mean you're gonna you're gonna have to tell me from multiple mouths. I heard it
1: was pretty good though. I'm not going to lie. I heard it wasn't bad. I heard it was like the best one since two. But that's not that's not a high bar. No. Yeah. So, but. I, that's why it's there. But let's get to the movie on the rise. Uh, I have this week Rick and Morty's back, and also by the time you guys hear this, his Dark Materials. I will be watching his Dark Materials as soon as we finish recording this. So yeah, I'm hyped. so
0: it's coming on very very shortly. We need to hurry. Jake, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, we um, got a lot to get to. But I have the End of the Fucking World season two. Which I'm kind of iffy about, honestly, because a lot of the magic I felt came in the first season was the guy character who was like um, a guy who was flirting with the idea of becoming a serial killer and his thinking that he was this uh, sociopath who loved death. Um, And he's not in in this from what I see in a lot of the marketing. So that kind of weirds me out um, what they're going to do for that show. And then, of course, I saw it at the film festival. And I would say for anyone who wants to go see a movie this week or throughout the holiday season, you should try and get a chance to check out Jojo Rabbit because it'll probably be one of those movies coming around at Oscar time that could probably win.
1: Ooh, I'm definitely going to check that movie out. I'm excited for that word.
0: A lot of good stuff.
1: I went the TV route. You went the movie route. Dope, 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 dope. Now it's time to review what are we starting with. We got Titans. We got the King and we got Watchmen.
0: Are we starting with the King? Yeah, might as well start with the king. This is England. This is England. <laughs> Real quick, this I'll... dude. <laughs> who who do you want firing your team up at halftime? Timothy Chalamet.
1: I don't know. I was about to say if I had to rank these, if I had to rank like the best movie speeches, Timothy Chalamet does not come in the top five. I'm sorry. Heck no. his,
0: <laughs> his was almost like kind of goofy in a sense, like him just running around like these. Uh, the the military line's like, oh, yeah, this, this is, is England. England! Make everything England. All the space in between you. England. It is England! Do it for England! Don't do it for yourself. Fuck yourself. It's for England!
1: <laughs> but look, I mean, this movie was pretty good. My girlfriend was upset with me that I made her watch it on a Friday night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said, "Look, I, I got to tr- get ready for the show." I, I, I tried to watch it with a girl as well, and we made it twenty minutes. <laughs> I had to watch it a different day.
1: My girlfriend sat through that, bro. She said she was a champ. I made her sit through that shit. I was like, "I'm not turning it off. We're watching this." And look, it wasn't okay. It wasn't a bad movie, and, and by me by me saying this and by Super saying that with with another female friend of his, it, it's this movie's not bad. Uh, this movie's just very deliberately paced there's not a lot of action of that my girlfriend said when we first started watching she was like i hope this isn't a lot of talking and there's more sword fighting uh-huh. and th- <laughs> it was more talking than sword
0: fighting lots of talking there were some really interesting sequences and then like as it progresses to the end you see where a lot of things come to fruition yeah and a lot of those past conversations mean something but it is it's a lot to get through it's two hours and 30 minutes it reminds me of like a Game of Thrones episode, where, like, you may get a Game of Thrones episode that literally is just all talking. It was,
1: it was a lot, like, it, it, like, it wasn't as bad as Alexander, but it wasn't as good as Troy, because Alexander
0: had a lot of talking. I don't know if I've seen Alexander, but, yeah, I can say that it's, like, not as great as Troy in the aspect where Troy had a little bit more action, but it it definitely falls in some kind of medium if there is, That's what I'm saying, Alexander. Like so what you're saying it is.
1: I would rate it like a 3, 3.5 out of 5. It was not a bad movie, but it's not nothing that I'm going to go home about and be like, I'm going to watch this. Like, if I had a choice to, like, I always watch Troy every, maybe every two two years, maybe once a year, maybe every three years, something along those lines. I don't think I'm going to watch this again for a very long time. If If, if I ever do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would do it if someone was like, "Hey, I really want to watch this. We should watch it." I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll watch it again," because I kind of do want to see. Because I mean, it is it is kind of dry in the beginning, so like there it were is. some times where I I checked out, and there's there were a few times in that movie where I had to rewatch because I was like, "What did they just say?" So like I do feel like on a second watch there'd be some redeeming qualities, but it's definitely not something that I'm gonna go watch by myself again.
1: No, yeah, um, no, no. no. Not a lot but, of fights, not a lot yeah. of action, like but it, it, the
0: performances it, were great,
1: yeah if Timmy you, know, you want to
0: watch ass off It's one of those things where anything that has to do with like Shakespeare or something that you know because this wasn't necessarily based off the play Shakespeare, I think it was probably more no. based on the actual
1: yeah, it was based off of real life. It was a historical epic.
0: yeah, but those always would kind of require a master class of acting and any kind of thing that. You see in that time, kind of time period that has the acting power that this one did, it usually is pretty good. I mean, Joel Edgerton was part of the writing staff that put this together. I thought that his character was, you know, one of my favorites yeah, throughout the whole thing. Um, one of the
1: best moments was when he was like, yeah, I know it's going to rain. He builds out all this plan and everybody's like, you're dumb. <laughs> and like after he's been acting like a ass yet the whole time and timothy timothy goes up to him when he's by himself because timothy has nobody he can trust and he's like i bring you on here because you're the only guy i can trust and talk to and you're just making me look like a fool for bringing you on you know how much pressure's on on me and he's like i only say stuff when it's necessary and when i know it's gonna help the one time he said something it saved them and won them the battle
0: yeah i mean timothy was like yo like are you just telling me this so that like i don't think that you're totally incompetent, or do you really think this is going to work?
1: Yeah. So, and, and then also, Robert Pattinson did a good job acting, even though he wasn't as much into the film as I thought he was going to be.
0: No, he wasn't as much in the film as I thought he was going to be, and he wasn't really the badass that I kind of wanted to see leading up to this yeah. Batman movie. But,
1: but, but I think the character a- that
0: he played was, like, very—he played it very well, and I believed it.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, he showed me he's a good actor. Like, that was great acting. Sure. Like, I, I'm with you. I wanted to see something that could make me think he could be Batman. But when I saw it, it was like, damn, you did such a good job. I believe this.
0: Yeah. I loved uh, a, few, the a few of his scenes. Yeah, that, that scene with him and um, also, like, where he's like, you can speak English, like, it's just I like speaking of the shit. It's like uh, I, I can't remember what he said, but it was a, such a burn. A, I was like, "It's damn. like
1: it's such a shitty language, or something like that." The yeah, cards... he
0: was saying he was talking about how it was a shitty language. He uh, he compared it to like you know something that was really funny. I can't remember though, but you guys should go check it out if you want to see something on Netflix. It's it's a it's a haul, and you know if you got a girlfriend, maybe she's not going to be into it, or you know maybe it's you're a girl out there or a boy and that your boyfriend may not be into it either. But I mean, you know, it may not be for everybody, but it could be no. for you.
1: It could be. If you like historical epics, then you should give it a shot. But if you don't leave this alone.
0: Exactly. But let's go ahead and talk about some more things that we love to talk about on this podcast. I'd say we should do Titans first. Cause I, I think we should save the best for last.
1: You want to save Watchmen for last?
0: I think that's way, I Titans think that was like way better than Titans episode.
1: Oh, for 100%. Like, 100% was. But should we, I don't know, man. Let's talk about the shitty thing last. Because Titans is right. our main
0: deal. Titans is our main deal. All right, well, when it comes to Watchmen, I, I was blown away by this episode. Oh, I was too. I, I was blown away as well. It, it finally kind of gave everyone an understanding of how they're connecting Watchmen as the property as the comic book, as the old movie, as all of that, how they're connecting that to this.
1: Yeah, and my girlfriend was like, we were, because she, she watches this with me as well, and, she, and I always talk about how this is connected to stuff, and she's like, what are you always talking about? Like, this has not, I haven't seen any, like, everything you're telling me, it doesn't make sense. And then the moment the episode started, after I, after I explained all of the Watchmen prehistory to her, she was like, oh, I get it now. Like and like it made so much sense. And I only thought Azamandius was gonna be the only watchman in the show. Of course we saw Doc, uh who may be Dr. Manhattan. We don't know about that. That comes into my theory later. But well, we know he's coming. Yeah, he's either coming or it's someone else. One of the two. But I didn't think I thought that was gonna be it, and I knew it wasn't gonna be oh, man, I knew we were not gonna have Rorschach because Rorschach's dead. The comedian's dead. Real quick
0: is yeah, uh, you know, go ahead and say your thing, and I have a question on that.
1: It never dawned on me that uh, that Silk Spectre could show up in this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that was an interesting choice in who you would bring in. I think that you know maybe if you brought in some of the bigger-name people, it, it could hinder from what they're trying to do outside of the old Watchmen storylines. Um, but yeah, I think that the actors playing playing hers is doing a really great job. Like she's, she's one of my favorite characters in the show right now, for sure. Like I'm really, I loved every moment that she was on the screen and I wanted to follow her around the whole time. And I'm glad we got to in this episode. Um, But I was going to say there was this line that kind of struck me when they were talking about her history Mm-hmm. And it said something about some something that made me consider the fact that the owl could actually be some kind of representation of the Oh, it was owl. that was his that was his pet owl. Oh, it was his pet owl for sure or like No, no
1: like, one, like no, like 100% that was his pet owl. Okay. No, like like I'm not boosted like 100% that was his pet owl. I thought okay, so basically what happens in the episode Lori Blake, a.k.a. I thought, the Silk- it, I thought it
0: was, like, was him in, like, a weird way.
1: Uh-uh. No, that's his pet owl Because he's dead. Um, Basically, Lori Blake, a.k.a. The Silk Spectre, hung up the cape. She became an FBI agent for the Vigilante Task Force. The first episode had me fooled, like, nobody's business. The, I mean, the first scene where they're doing the bank robbery, and I'm like, yes. yo, what is going on? And then it just turned out she was just trying to catch vigilantes. Dope. She, she's going to Tulsa to deal with... Uh, looking glass, sister knight, and uh everything the going on seventh around Calvary. Yeah, everything going on with the Seventh Calvary and the hanging of the chief. She's poking, prodding. She figures out that Sister Knight, aka Regina King's not not telling everybody all she knows. She finds out that Judd had a, a, a Klansman clansman thing in, in in her uh in his uh cabinet. She figures out that there were a wheelchair marks over there by there. And the whole time she's figuring out all this there's this guy runs in during the funeral, tries to bomb it. Sister Knight saves him, and basically dope the whole
0: scene—very dope, dope scene, dope scene—and that was all together. Like every moment on screen for this episode demanded your attention. Yeah, I really. There do. was and- every every single detail. Like you're watching this funeral thing. You know, the speeches were incredible. You know what the words that they were saying and the the uh, the messages that they were trying to get across. Uh, of, with some of the, the the lines that they were saying, you know, I love the line where, uh, what's her name, Silk Spectre? What's her name, Silk? L- Lori Blake, but yeah, Silk Spectre. Okay, well, yeah, Lori Blake. So Lori Blake goes up to Angela and is like, yeah, what's the difference between a mass cop and a vigilante? And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, exactly, me neither. And I was like, ooh. Burn.
1: Yeah, burn. Yes. So she, yo, she was very spicy this episode. I was like, yo, Lori Blake, you're spicy. Even, Even with, with like, like the
0: little... Uh, yeah, her, the her, her cop. Sister,
1: Yeah, she was like, what, you want an autograph? And I thought, okay, real quick, I thought that whole conversation between the rookie cop and her was a jab at the fans. I think that was the... I think that was Lindelof. Maybe Lof, so. Linda telling the fans, like, look. Because basically she was like, who gives a fuck about the past? That shit happens. This isn't the fucking 80s anymore. And it, and it was like, yo... That I, to me, all of that shit in like when they were in when the uh, chief director was like, fuck Rorschach, that nigga's dead. Like, who gives a fuck?
0: But like, I, w- that- I will say, though, that I think that that has some a little bit of foreshadowing to play into it, because like, I think she picked him for a little a bit reason. slightly of a reason, because I think that she noticed that him putting that on the slide as like thinking that that had something to do with it makes him he- makes her realize that he has a bigger understanding of what might be at play here. You think you think he's in the uh 5th cavalry the 7th cavalry No, Calvary? I don't think he's in the 7th cavalry but I think he knows a lot about what actually drives the 7th cavalry that he that she, he would be more beneficial to her in that field than any of those other people who di- who didn't think that that had anything to do with anything. See you know it's what e- I
1: mean? It's either because I thought that it's either that or he's in the 7th cavalry. I didn't know which one which way they were going to cut it but Yeah, man, I thought that was a huge. I think that, not, I'm not gonna say jab at the fans, but I think that's telling the fans, like, look, this is not Watchmen for the last time. Like, I'm not saying this anymore after this. We have Silk Spectre telling you guys this shit does not fucking matter. We're over, like, nah, I thought that was awesome. And and then her ass
0: is sitting in that phone booth, like, talking to Manhattan. That, I miss the, you the so
1: speeches, much. The speeches that she gave about Ozymandias Night Owl in, in Manhattan, I thought that was amazing.
0: Definitely. I thought Definitely.
1: that was fucking amazing. Like, this episode really blew me away, and it had not much to do with Sister Night or anything, but it introduced this other side to everything that I'm like, yo, what? how is Regina King gonna get out of this? But the best scene was when she was like, yeah, I got this coffee for you, and she breaks down, like, yeah, I know you find the clan suit like you, you, the way you saved everybody. You look like a superhero. I used to do this, girl. Like she was just telling her, like, I, like, bitch. If anybody should know, I know. I used to do what you're trying to do. And Regina King just takes the call, and she was like, "I'm gonna find out the truth." And Regina King takes the call. She pours out. She's like, <laughs> "Like I'm scared of you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> like yo, let's go. Let's fucking go. And then at the end of everything. The fucking car that the old man was in, she thought it was Manhattan, but it wasn't. The car that that old black man was in just falls and just falls right in front of her.
0: Oh shit! That was that car.
1: You didn't? Wait, you thought that was Manhattan? Nah, I bro. That's what, they, that's what they was trying to get you to think. Nah, that was old black man car. <laughs> that was old black man doing that shit. That's what, funny. If old, what if old black man is
0: Doctor Manhattan? In like a way, like in a certain sense. He might be, who knows? But he might be, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that those messages, of Doctor Manhattan, have a play because I feel like he, out of everything, he probably does listen to those, like just her, you know. Yeah,
1: probably so. Also, let's talk about Ozymandias because uh, I know last week we said we don't, we didn't, we. I still don't know what the fuck's going on with him, but I do know this: he's making, he's trying to recreate Doctor Manhattan's experiment.
0: Yeah, that's definitely what he's trying to do. I thought through this episode that he was maybe trying to make a spacesuit to get Doctor Manhattan, but what you're explaining, putting two and two together from the first thing and the second thing, now I kind of understand that he is trying to recreate the the thing. And that's that why I said Doctor Manhattan.
1: And that's why I said when we see but, the, the person that may be Doctor Manhattan, that might be one of these clone people. It's not. It's not guaranteed that it's the real Doctor Manhattan. Because what if Ozymandias is successful?
0: I feel like the one thing that would probably be the difference in what Ozmaandis is doing in like creating a real Doctor Manhattan is the humanity aspect. Oh, one hundred percent. Because those are clones. They those have, are clones. Oh, like, yeah, there's yeah. no way that they can replicate the exact thing because they have no like you know soul if that has any sort of thing to it. You know.
1: And also, who has Ozmaandis captured? Because the clone that or why why is he stuck there? And I was listening I need to finish listening to the Watchmen podcast that Lindelof does at the end of every episode, but he was like, "Who's to say that Ozymandias has set all this up? Who's to say he wasn't put there, and those people deal with him, and maybe that's what that pirate flag well, was because I don't know what the fuck that was. Well,
0: yeah, that was confusing to me, and this relationship that he has with the game warden is very confusing, and like yeah. we fa- we found out in a conversation earlier on that he was he's there in exile
1: yeah, so. And- and like, who's keeping him there? Like, like, why is this game warden keeping them there? And like, I thought at first that Ozymandias has made all these clones to be like to give him a sense of humanity and to keep him like you know level headed. But what if those clones aren't created by him?
0: And he's like, he's just using prisoner. someone's
1: land. Yeah, and they just no, not even using someone's land. They just keep him prisoner. Maybe. Like that, I, I, I'm interested more and more to know about his story. He put on his suit this time, which I didn't think we would see. Badass Je- Jeremy Irons. I know Jeremy Irons probably was like, he didn't get to do nothing much in, in BVS. I know he was probably happy about all this shit.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Irons, and time some, ta- some of the ways that he speaks in the show, he sounds like he's doing a Doc Brown. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. i Go mean- back, <laughs> listen to him, and he's just like, oh, I, I just want to, uh, uh, Marty. Marty, we gotta, we gotta get the flux capacitor. Like, I mean, that's just the way he talks sometimes in this. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on, guy. I mean, look,
1: Ozymandias is a scientist. He's the smartest man on the planet, and I could see Ozymandias in his old years being something similar to Doc Brown. Yeah, probably I, so. I, I, I could buy it, but <laughs> this episode was just basically connecting us to the past. And the, and the one thing that the, the one eye-catching thing of all this—did Laurie Blake sleep with that rookie officer? Yeah. Oh, she fucked him.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if she, she let him fuck her with his dick. I'm sorry this is getting a little graphic. but Or if she, you let let, him, made him strap you, on that blue dildo that she had for yeah, yeah. Dr. Manhattan. Or, what if he just
1: used the blue dildo like with his hand and then had to wear the mask? Because he definitely had that mask on.
0: Yeah, he definitely had the mask on. So, like, I think it had either something to do with the blue dildo or she did sleep with him. One of the two. (laughs) Lori Blake's a bad bitch, yo.
1: She don't fuck
0: around. She does what she wants, man.
1: (laughs) I'm ready. I kind of want her and Regina King to team up. I don't want them to be adversaries. I really don't. I
0: kind of like them being adversaries. Sort of like I feel like as of right now that tension works, but at the of, of course, eventually they're probably gonna work it together. That's but what then, for, I right, yeah, for right I'm now. I dig the tension because like it's um, you know Regina King's character is thinking to herself, "Well, I'm doing what's right, and yeah, I I can't I don't think that there's anything wrong at play here." And Lord, and then Bl- Lord yeah, Blake's yeah. like, "I know I know what all the what's going on here. Y'all people need to need to figure it out." uh yeah let me do my job here this is uh, there's obviously something going on and something going on has to do with the old man so there's lots of things going on in tulsa that i want to focus on and then there's some stuff going on with ozymandias so it's like man like we just do not have enough time to it does all all of that yeah that's what i does the i feel like i feel like we're gonna have a big ozymandias episode coming up like if it's not this one it's the next one
1: uh, yeah, because I think next one gives us back to Tulsa, but I think the one after that might be episode five might be the big Ozymandias episode.
0: Sure, I mean we'll still get Tulsa stuff, but I mean like for the pro- it'll be like forty. I'd say each for the most part is almost fifty-five. So I'd say we would get like forty minutes of Ozymandias. Yeah, and the rest be Tulsa. for
1: the for the most part, it's been the opposite. Ozymandias yes, gets exactly. twenty-five to ten. Yeah, no. And I two-
0: felt like this for Ozymandias was almost his
1: longest time. Oh, it definitely was. And yeah. but I wanted to say this. Lori Blake adds a great dynamic because it's like she was a superhero. She know she experiment she experienced Ronald Reagan's fucked up 80s of the Watchmen universe. That's and that's no disrespect to to like I mean not Ronald Reagan, Ron, uh, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon's yeah. fucked up universe of the 80s. Like she knows what all that shit was. Who watches The Watchmen? She experienced all of that. And for her to see all of this, it just shows like. How the world keeps fucking itself up, even though they tried to fix it, and it, and you can see why someone like her is a cynic because her boyfriend died, her other boyfriend became a guy thought he could fix it, didn't? Is isolated on Mars, and the guy that she knew was the smartest man thought he fixed it, but no, shit's still fucked up in the in the gutter. Yeah, and that's so, kind I mean, of and that's what those each of those three stories told.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I, and in a, a powerful scene, then, was,
1: the Russian dude was trying to assassinate that guy. And she's like, she stopped him. What? You remember when the Russian cop and Pirate Genie were about to assassinate that guy when she first walked up on the scene? And, like, she was like, your civil liberties are being messed up. And she was like, I'm not going to do anything about that. And she was like, but she doesn't say anything else. The, the thing she did do was she saved his life because it looked like Pirate Jenny and the Russian dude was about to cap him.
0: Probably so. But that was I don't really think scene. that had anything to do with anything. I think more or less of that, it was more of, like, I'm just going to bust up in here and screw with y'all shit and not really care about anything to do with it. Like, I'm not going to really mess up with what you're doing, but I'm, but I'm going to bug you.
1: Mm, okay. And you're not going to
0: like my presence.
1: Looking glass, what you think's up with him? I, I see. I don't know if I'm with you on the 100% that he's a, uh, he's part of the seventh Calvary. I don't think he is.
0: Here's why I think that is a part of this. And it goes back to the funeral scene, which I, once again, I think was one of the best sequences of that episode. He, he, was one of the, he didn't have his looking glass thing on when he was at the funeral. He didn't. He and had, I, wondered, I, worried, he had, I
1: wondered about that.
0: He had the cop hat with the yellow handkerchief. And if you look, his eyes are moving. He knows something's up, and he knows something's coming. And mm. so like, that's where I felt like in that scene, maybe I'm overanalyzing, but like, I just felt like he knew something was up. And it also had to do with them showing us simultaneously that someone was crawling through and i'm like oh my gosh dude is this guy like i at first i thought he was gonna like pop up into the hole at the i theater. thought he was about like, to take the body i thought he was about to take the body because uh, uh judd was
1: uh, you know part of the cavalry.
0: maybe oh gosh that would have been interesting that's but what no, i thought I, was about to happen but yeah i thought that was a, a, a really crazy shot where you like, see him sc- crawling and you're like oh my gosh like what is this about to happen so But you're right okay so let me explain the funeral scene was awesome
1: I'll give a devil's advocate to Looking Glass not wearing the outfit because Regina King isn't necessarily... She's not, re- she's not recognized as... she's re- she By the public, to the public's eyes, she's a retired police officer. But in actuality, she's Sister Knight. You can't let the other... You can't let... It well, be I'm not saying had- that he
0: should have had to wear his mask. I'm saying because he wasn't wearing his mask, I got to see his eyes, and I thought uh, that they were trying okay. to infer... That he knew something. Because oh, they, kept, yeah. they kept going to him. Like oh, I'm, kept, not, I'm not... Dis- they kept I'm putting not, the camera on him. And I'm, I'm like, well, dis- why, are we, why are we looking at this guy? And if he's looking, you know, if we're putting the camera on this guy, then there must be a, a purpose.
1: He definitely was looking shady the whole time. That, that I will say. Yeah. He definitely was. But word, that, that's all we really got on Watchmen. Uh, not, not too many theories, really. I don't have one on, on this show. I'm just, I'm just in for the ride on Watchmen.
0: Yeah, the only theory I have is still that Looking Glass is the guy who's in on it.
1: All right, all right, word up. Let's get to the—is this the worst of the three that we're reviewing?
0: Um, no. I mean, I think that— The uh, king (laughs) was? The king probably is, but that's not really knocking the king.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Man, worst episode of Titans this season.
0: Yeah, and a shame that it had to be the most Beast Boy-centric one.
1: Yo, Beast Boy, we're not I'm not fucking with you, my G. Like, like at all, bro. Like, how are you gonna introduce Connor and chill with Connor the whole episode? And then when you're telling him, Yeah, we gotta be heroes, we gotta do this, and then when he when he when you should have Beast Boy should have spoken up right when Connor was like, Yo, I'm yeah, gonna like, do this.
0: And like then why he didn't he these say
1: anything? Like, come
0: on, bro, bad friend, Beast Boy, bad friend. Oh my gosh, dude, like it was so The whole time, I'm just like, why is Beast Boy a thing at this point? Like, they're so wasting him at this right now. And I mean, I I just didn't even want to focus in on that. I mean, what we saw in this episode. (laughs)
1: Yeah, let me just run through this real quick. Let me just let me just say what we saw, and then we can just talk about the the important shit. Beast Boy hangs out with with uh Connor for the whole day. He's supposed to call Bruce Wayne when he wakes up to call Superman. He doesn't do that. Him but and Connor. But Bruce hang... Wayne.
0: But he tries to call Bruce Wayne. Is busy because Bruce Wayne has shit to do. And you he can't didn't... expect him to answer every damn phone call. And he doesn't call back. He's just like, I'm gonna let it be. Him and yeah, Connor right? hang out. Go outside.
1: Connor tries to help a man that says help. Although the man's being arrested by the police. He ends up beating the police's ass. uh, uh, Laser beams one police car, burns it up. Beast Boy runs away scared. Sits in the Titans room in fetal position saying, I need to call Dick. I need to call Dick. Shit's fucked up. It just leaves Connor on the street. Poor Connor. Find your way, my brother. (laughs) Next up, we got... Uh, the Hawk and Dove bullshit storyline. Hawk and Dove go back to, to uh, Wisconsin or, or wherever the fuck they are. They sing karaoke. Ain't no Mount Hyde That up.
0: was the cheesiest scene. <laughs> I swear. I was like, this, I was
1: like, I was this, like is this is the is CW signing through. Yeah, I was like, this is CW shining through. Just because Alan Richmond can sing and was on American Idol does not mean he needs to sing in, in, in this season of Titans. Like, Get that shit out of here. But that shit happens. The sister of whatever the fucking guy's name is, I don't even know. The kid who Dr. Light kills comes and, like, I'm going to make y'all's life a living hell. All y'all do is bring pain. And and Hawk leaves. And he's like, oh, all we do is bring pain. I need to leave you, Dove. Maybe we shouldn't be together. And Dove's like, fuck it. Leave. And Hank leaves, goes somewhere else. He's like, where's the hard stuff? Where's the drugs? <laughs> so, I mean, that's their fault fucking bullshit storyline, I, I, I don't give a fuck about them anymore, they used to be some of my favorite characters, now, do whatever the fuck you want, Hank, go OD if you want, my guy, Dawn, I, I still don't like your ass from what you did to Dick with the old Titans, so fuck you, bitch, and then, uh, who else we got? We got Dick's bullshit storyline, um, oh no, Let real quick, Raven and Wonder Girl leave together, and Raven just puts, like, her powers on her to escape from the car, and I'm like, what the fuck was that for? Don't yeah, even under,
0: don't,
1: don't even understand that shit. The best part Where this, is she going. The best part of this episode was Starfire. So Starfire and Fidei are like Starfire's like, I'm gonna come back to you, dick. I just gotta take care of this shit with Fide. Real one, Starfire. Respect you for saying I'm coming back to you, dick. Ruin 100, because nobody else did. Uh so Starfire goes with Fide. Fide's like Blackfire sends her goons. They destroyed your ship. We gotta try to
0: She's the queen.
1: Yeah, she's the queen now. We got to try to figure out some shit. We got to try to leave to go help your parents. She killed your parents. She killed all your court. She's running the, the uh, country now. Fide gets infested with Blackfyres like goop or something, takes over his body, and, and Starfire has to kill him. We see a hologram for the first time of Blackfire, and like, yo, you better—why you, you, why don't we rule together? And she's like, you don't really want that. And she's like, well, I have a family now. I don't need you. I'm coming to get you, and she was like, and so I was like, bring it on, bitch, and then so that that ends all their shit. Now, here's the crazy shit. Robin goes to ask for forgiveness from Deathstroke's wife, comes to find out Deathstroke is in the house. Him and Deathstroke have an interesting conversation. I'm just I'm just saying letting the blueprint down, Schubert, and we'll go into it more, but him and Deathstroke have a conversation. He's like, if you ever start the Titans again, I'll kill every single one of y'all. Dick leaves the house. Dick feeling... So much guilt goes to an airport, buys a ticket. Instead of going to Greenland, he ends up hitting a cop, putting his hands behind his head like, arrest me. So Dick's trying to go to jail for whatever crimes he thinks he committed. Officially, this was the breakup episode, so we're going to probably make up in 10 and 11 for 12 and 13.
0: Well, I think, you know, the theory that you have, in some way, I think someone's going to connect those dots.
1: Oh, that's a thing.
0: Right like, maybe... That- 100% a thing. So, I mean, let's move. Let's talk uh, some, about something else first before we talk about that theory. Okay. Like, um, with the one, per- the, one two, the two people you didn't mention, uh, Jason goes off with Rose, but we don't really see m- much of what happens yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Beast Boy doing his whole isolation thing with Connor. I mean, that was just lame and just a waste.
1: I, I liked the Star Trek mentions because it made me think of Young Justice. What do you mean? Remember when he was acting like a, a fleet commander? It made me think of him acting on Young Justice when he was on the TV show.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it is uh, a nice nod. Yeah,
1: that felt like a little nod, but that's all I really got on that. I hated Beast Boy's storyline this episode, and I hated uh, that
0: we You mentioned earlier on in the show about the Animorph face. Gosh,
1: it was horrible. Superboy. Super, Boy asked, Super Boy asked Beast Boy to show him his powers, and Beast Boy's like, hold on, bro. I'll show it to you later, and and Super was like, "Nah, dog, show it to me now." And then so Beast Boy's like, oh, "I'll just do my face, ugh, real quick. I got tiger powers." <laughs>
0: no, bro.
1: Like, ugh, you have the power to transform into animals. You don't. You can't just transform into a fucking tiger.
0: Yeah, I'm Tiger Boy.
1: Jesus Christ. But let's talk. Anything else you want to talk about? By I, I, there's like really all this other parts of these episodes doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, no, really. I think we already said everything that we have to do with Hank and Don. Probably gonna come back because I mean Dawn's really only purpose right now, and especially now that she doesn't have Hank, maybe maybe she goes back to Dick. And like I'm thinking, like maybe she goes back to Dick. Dick like somehow recorded that conversation that he had with Deathstroke, and you know her only serve ser- purpose now is the sign language thing, which we'll get to. So yeah, man, now, that's I don't want her, I don't I'd... want her to
1: go back to Dick romantically because I want Dick and Cory to
0: get together now. She's the right. I mean, I get that, but I think it's more of like a uh, desperation thing because, like, she, what is this? She, I mean, she hasn't proved to be the character that's going to go off on her by herself.
1: Who are you talking like, about? Because, I, I, mean,
0: I mean, like, I, you know, I'm all about empowering strong, independent females, but I, I, I don't think that the character of Don in, in this case is because she's pretty much hopped between Dick and Hank the whole time.
1: Pretty much. I'm with you on that. But, so I uh... feel
0: like she's just going to do it again. And that's I how just, we I get her back just, into the I
1: just hope Dick's stronger than that. Like, let her come back to the show and let her help him. But I just don't want Dick to be banging her. Like, save your, save your banging for Starfire, bro. Like, save, save, be strong. But, yeah, man. So, the theory of this episode, I was trolling Reddit, you know, looked, trying to conjure up my own theories. And I'm having conversations with some of these Reddit people. And they're like, yo, did you see the sign language thing? So, I, I can't say that this is 100% my theory. I can say I support this idea, and I believe this theory is true. But if you look at Deathstroke's hands when he first turns around to look at Dick, his hand is in the sign language symbol for help. Your hands aren't naturally like that. And when you see Deathstroke try to— when, when Dick starts talking and Deathstroke realizes what, what's going on with his hands, he immediately t- tries to turn his body and then turns back. The whole time Deathstroke's in pain, which kind of symbolizes that Jericho's trying to take over and break through because he sees Dick and he can also, when Dick talks to uh, Jericho's mom, she she doesn't say... She's like, I have no forgiveness for you. And then as Dick's leaving, she's like, but they might. She doesn't say he might. She doesn't say Slade might. She says they might. And you would only know that if you had the subtitles on. And that's what I added to the theory. That was my part. Because it's like, I watch these shows with subtitles, and she specifically says they. So who is they? And And she before... She was like, I don't want nothing to do with Slade. When she found out Slade killed Destro, she was like, you're not welcome here anymore. Why else would Slade be in her presence if it wasn't because of Jericho's actually still in there?
0: Yeah, I mean, that. from what you said about the hand signal thing, it really kind of puts it all together. Because he did kind of get this sense that Slade was acting funny.
1: He was. He wasn't acting like himself. I thought Slade would have just killed him. Like, why are you there, bro?
0: Exactly. Like, I was thinking, I'm like, you know, why is he, like, acting like he? He's all weak and stuff. Like, I mean, like, the battle that they just had, he didn't, like, get seriously injured. Yeah, so I don't know what the and issue is here. that's the thing that,
1: that his wife said. She was like, he's not at his strongest right now. He's weak. He can't. And it looked like he was, like, holding himself back from fighting.
0: Yeah, it was so weird. So, like, that theory makes a lot of sense to me. And And that's the only thing that saves this episode. Because if Jericho's still alive
1: inside of Slade, it makes a lot of sense. Because maybe that's why Slade put himself to isolation, meditation, figure out how to cope with him and his son living in his body, trying to figure out all these things, but then figure out the Titans back that pushed him to, you know, come back into reality.
0: And it's also kind of the big twist that, you know, you really need to kind of get the the ball rolling again.
1: Yeah, Um, that Jericho's still alive.
0: Why else keep
1: the Titans back?
0: Because, like, what... The way that it started with this episode, I'm like, well, what's going to bring them back together? How are we going to get back to where we were going a few episodes back?
1: Well, the next episode, the synopsis is Titan's Tower comes under attack by Mercy Graves.
0: Oh, so it's going to okay. be a Superboy episode next episode.
1: I, I don't think they get back till 11. Now that now that Ten's a Superboy episode, they might not get back till 11.
0: Well, I think Superboy might have a hand in also bringing people back together.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. So
0: it makes sense that they would do Superboy next.
1: Yeah, and that would lead to... They beat Mercy, which gives Lex notice for season three.
0: Yeah. So, word, word, word.
1: Anything else but you got to say on Titans? This was the worst episode of the season,
0: though. 100%. Yeah, worst episode of the season, but it wasn't a bad one.
1: No, it yeah, wasn't bad. It was,
0: yeah. it, I, mean,
1: I, I, I can't know. say it was good, but, like, that, just because of that theory, that's kind of the only thing that saves it.
0: Yeah, like... If you, I really only think that that's the most interesting thing about it now. Because
1: I don't, I don't like the Dick sto- I like <laughs> the story. I don't like, I don't like the storyline that we have to break up to make up. Like we already, like we already had that season one. And like I get this is Dick's path to Nightwing. He has to atone for his sins, and he feels like this is the only way. But do we have to do a fucking prison scene? Like if next episode I see, Dick oh in yeah, prison- I
0: forgot about that. We didn't even mention that that he's got arrested.
1: Oh, I said that. I said he got arrested because he punched a cop in the airport. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Who's gonna get him out? Bruce? Like, maybe that's how he gets his suit. I hope... If... The only way I'll accept this prison sequence is if Bruce comes get him. If it's anyone else, it doesn't make
0: sense. Yeah, I don't know who else he needs in prison.
1: He needs Bruce. And then Bruce gets him out. They talk about his new hero. Maybe Superman's there with him. And then, boom, we get Nightwing. Like, I, I... I just don't see how we get to Nightwing before the end of the, the
0: season unless I guess my original thought happen. process was that he got himself arrested to get closer to Superboy, but I guess that kind of no. makes sense. Yeah, no, he didn't know Superboy was even arrested. He 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 did that. Well, that's what thought. I thought. Well, I mean, he takes a pause like in the middle of the thing, and I thought it was him looking at the TV and seeing like what happened with Superboy.
1: Oh, you giving them a too much credit for that? That would be
0: amazing. Okay, well, that that was what I thought at the at the moment. Right away. I just
1: thought. I just thought he was, like, blaming himself for Jericho's death some more.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe so.
1: But that, that's all I really got on Titans this week, man. I wait every every Friday morning. I'm, I, I eat a plate lunch and watch some Titans before I go to work. So I'm excited for episode 10.
0: Yeah, I'm, I am, too. I definitely have enjoyed Titans this season. And, well, we have four more episodes. Four more, man. That's it. Jeez. Uh, then, then we're back to One, Friday. One episode just the rest of the month. Yeah, and then we're back to Fridays. Yep, all right. Word. Well, I mean, we we have to adjust our Watchmen watching schedule then, too.
1: Yeah, we, we might put out a, 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 a second episode for just Watchmen reviews. I don't well,
0: it we to... well, could go off Watchmen and His Dark Materials, too.
1: Yeah, we'll figure something out for you guys. Yeah.
0: Well, it depends on His Dark Materials is good, and we're about to find that out pretty soon.
1: Big facts, and then next week should be... I'm, I'm going to know by tomorrow, but next week should be the pitch-it match for you guys.
0: I've been working on some questions, so I think I've got some ones that are going to be a little little difficult, but also a little fun to um, to talk about.
1: And the match is still set between Jake Madison and Schmidt Dua, so you guys be on the lookout for that. But that's all I got this week, Shuby.
0: Yeah, that's, that's everything I have, too. So go ahead and let everyone know what's going on with the Bros New Thing Network while we be close sure this to, thing
1: out. Be sure to check out the latest episode of the Bros Think podcast this Thursday. Be sure to Alabama LSU's coming up. I know Charles is going to have a bunch of content out for primetime. Be sure to look out for that. Julian dropped a new article on who should be blamed for the, the NBA in China situation. Check that out on BrosyThink.com. Uh, the latest episode of Anime Talk is out now. A new one will be out next Tuesday. So before you watch the new one, get ready with the old one. And then, yeah, man, you can follow me at LinBWt and follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter.
0: Yeah, go listen back and check out our movies on the rise for this week, and go back to old episodes of the Bros Who Think podcast to catch reviews of the other Titans episodes, some of the past movies we we've, we've reviewed. We're hoping that we'll bring some more to you in the coming months. We'll definitely do the Irishman. Uh, and uh, is maybe when Lyndon sees Jojo Rabbit, we'll talk about that too. Since Oh,
1: and we could do Knives Out because I want to see that too.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all of those again when Lyndon gets a chance to see them and we'll get real spoiler-heavy into it. So... Um, That's all that we have for the 63rd episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Thank you for listening to everything on the Bros Who Binge Network and this podcast, the Bros Who Binge. I hope everyone has a good week. And as always, keep it.